Are you ready for Famous This Week, Brooklyn Heights? Yes, Priyanka, I am. I am so excited to chat with you about what's going to be Gamus this week. Famous, Gamus. Are, what does Gamus even mean? Am I Gamus? Um, I think you are. I would assume I you I are. Am. Well, you're certainly not famous, so you've <laughs> got to be Gamus. Well, on top of that, we're going to be chatting Benefer, 90s music videos, Billie Eilish, and so much more. <gasps> yeah, so enjoy the show. So, Brooklyn, are you sure I'm not famous? Because I feel kind of famous. Uh, you're definitely not famous, but you definitely are Gamus. Answer the question. I'm Priyanka. And we want to know... What's famous this week? Ah, oh, uh, yeah. Fame. <laughs> I'm so famous. And British, apparently. <laughs> I'm so famous. I'm so... Now you're Australian. I'm so famous. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Famous This Week, a podcast where two of your favorite drag queens in the whole wide world from TV break down the top most famous moments in pop culture this week. Before we dive into our fame whores, though, Pri and I are going to play a little game called Whose Week is More Famous? In this game, Brooke and I will have to choose the most famous of our week. We will then have one minute to plead our case to our producer, Joseph. Oh, I love that. Joseph will then give us a score from one to ten of our stories, with one being the lowest and ten being the highest. And whoever wins will be the most famous this week. I'm trying to think of what my story could be. I have a good Uh, one. Okay, you go first. You go first. Um, someone recognized me on the street and almost crashed their bike. Like he kept like turning, turning, turning. And then like a car door was opening and he almost like went right into the car door. Okay. So here's my story. Here's my story. And I I will one up you. (laughs) Okay. Let me hear it. Is as we all know, as per my Instagram story, as per (laughs) the diva was moving. She's a moving diva. Where's she going? New York, LA, Toronto. Young and Eglinton. Who knows? <laughs> Who's going to say? <laughs> and I was walking down the street yesterday in neon bright Adidas with my root socks pulled over my track pants and my Adidas track pants and a merch shirt of my own. And this man looked at me and said, Hey, Priyanka. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> hey, Priyanka, are you okay? Oh, my God. So, I don't know if it, it was weird because, like, I obviously looked Brock up, like Brockarina. Brockarina. But, like, but maybe I was like, I guess it's nice that I have caring fans. Yeah. But then, Not- you, but then the thing is, is, you were so famous that you almost caused an accident, which is, like, also iconic, too. So, Joseph, who's more famous? Yeah. Um, I believe that I would give uh, Brooke. Brooke, I think you get like a good six with that. Um, Thank you. Priyanka, you know, while I do think that that's a big thing, like if you're looking like that in public, then you probably are not as famous. So I think you get like a two for that. So I think Brooke wins. (laughs) 
not not are you okay (laughs) (laughs) but wait that's not fair because when britney was having her breakdown she was still famous and y'all were giving her tens 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 across the board or do i get a two you get a two because you're not as famous as britney spears i'm gay mess which we'll get to later in the show we'll we'll get to later but let's start this off let's meet our fame horse this week we have searched the internet high and low for the our top moments from pop culture this week and we are going to start with Orville Peck doing a Born This Way cover. I'm beautiful in my way, cause God makes no mistakes. I'm, I'm on, on the, the right track, baby. Like, I was born this way. His voice is so deep that when he eats your booty hole, it feels like a vibrator, for sure. Wow, we're just diving right in. <laughs> we are diving <laughs> right in. We're gonna dive right into today's topics. Um, Booty hole vibrators. Booty hole vibrators, Orville Peck. We searched the internet high and low, and this is what we came up with. Um, Starting low, starting low. I love it. It was released for the 10th anniversary of Born This Way, which I can't believe it's been 10 years. That's insane. Wow. And it's great. I mean, Orville Peck is such a, a gay moment. Orville Peck is like the gay moment. I love that Orville is so mysterious and this has such a thing going for him. Mm-hmm. Has songs with Shania Twain. Has, right? you know, like it's like, it, and, and, and it's weird because like, I feel like I don't hear a lot of gay people talking about Orville Peck, which I kind of love because he's this very gay cowboy that is clearly crossing over to the mainstream, which is like so hard to do. Completely. I, I think he's so talented. Um, there's a simplicity to his voice and his music, which I really appreciate. Um, and you know who, you know what I need? Not what I want. What I need is oh. I am going to need a collaboration with him and Casey Musgraves. Oh, my fuck. fuck. Can you imagine? Fuck. It's a Can you fucking duet. <laughs> it's just, that would just be incredible, right? Oh, that would be so good. I love my favorite Casey Musgraves songs is High Horse. Oh, I love that one. I love Rainbow. Rainbow always makes me like get a little teary. Yeah, they are kind of like in the same caliber of like pop pop country, really great aesthetics. Like they're not just singing about having a beer and driving down the road in my truck. Yeah, completely. In my Uh, 69 Chevy, this country's so great. Look at the eagle fly. (laughs) And then I went to my wife and saw her at the grocery store. She was buying me beans. (laughs) (laughs) So, Orville Peck covers a Pride anthem, Born This Way, which, have you performed Born This Way at Pride ever? I don't think so, no. Wow, I definitely have, and you better believe I was, Ska, Ska, gonna be a queen, Ka, Ska, Ka, Huda, Hey, Hoha, like, I was the only girl in the world. The only oh, one. Man. Oh, I'm sure, you always are the only girl in the world, <laughs> in, in your own mind. <laughs> in your own world. <laughs> in your own world, you are the only girl all the time. So, speaking of Pride anthems, what is your Pride anthem? Okay, my Pride <laughs> Anthem takes me back to, like, my first Pride when I was 19. And why is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say, oh, Canada, please. <laughs> no, God, no. Um, no, it's, um, what have you done today to make you feel proud? Oh. And it holds a very special spot in my heart because I just have this vivid memory of being at Cruise, my first Pride, and Candace, our dear Candace, um, who is not with us anymore, and she's a legendary queen in toronto for many years and she was uh performing that song and i just i don't know i was i would just remember like being young and drunk and gay and yeah. getting my absolute life when she was doing that song so that's like my favorite pride anthem oh i love that so much i don't even know i'm trying to think of what my like i 
my pride anthem is obviously um, Queen of the North by Brooklyn Heights. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's it's really paved the way for us uh, drag entertainers. And I, I'm, I, I just wanted to thank you today for releasing such a hit. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a, the strongest no comment. Like, just the strongest fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off, Priyanka. Our next fame whore is Billie Eilish, the Lost Cause music video serving nudes, blondes, and a newer side of Billie Eilish. Billie, things I did not think I would be talking about this week would be Billie Eilish plus twerking. Yeah, she like is having a good time and I, I love to see it. I love Loved to, see, to it. see it. Because before I felt like she was very like, I'm very controlled and everything I do is very thought out. And mm-hmm. now there's going to be black mascara running down my cheek. And mm-hmm. this song is about love. Now the bitch is like, Scott, can I kick, 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 kick? I'm famous. I'm famous. You're going to see me on tour. I'm like, work. Like the song doesn't really call for it, which is also why I love it. Like she truly is staying true to that Billie Eilish sound that we love. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's very, it's just like a chill, like, uh, and she's just, it's a casual twerk. I love yes. a casual twerk. It's a very casual hangout with your friends in your house. And we've, you're right, we've never seen a music video from Billie Eilish like this before. Mm-mm. Like, it's just, it was probably done on a GoPro or something like that. And she's just having a good time. Twerking very like her- 7-Eleven Beyonce vibes, but like a little. Very that. Yeah. Just like, obviously like a little different. Cause like, sorry, Billie, you're not Beyonce, but yeah, um, it's the same idea of like, and I also love that color palette, like all the nudes. Like, it's so beautiful to look at. I think she's wearing, I think this was a Skims sponsored music video. Everyone has to get their videos paid for. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's, but it was so cute. I loved it. And I, yeah, it's nice to just see her like letting loose and having a little bit of fun. And I'm sure lots of people are going to have problems because she's twerking and blah, blah, blah. But like, girl, bye. Like, pe- people have problems when I walk down the street in sweatpants. So. I'm sorry. And, and because I'm so famous, you know, it's like it really, really gets to me, but I try not to speak about it in public. So, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> okay, so, so music videos are such a big thing in the world of music, of course. Duh. I feel like gays specifically geek out over music videos in a different way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do you, what is the first music video you ever remember watching ever that inspired you? Oh, goodness. I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to say it was probably a Britney Spears, probably like a slave for you moment was like the first one when I was like, absolutely. That music video was just, oh my God. Phenomenal. The the amount of baby oil that must have been used in that video. Oh yeah, I remember remember they had like the lick across the face and they had to edit it out for the Canadian release or something. Yeah, it was just sweaty and greasy and like in a sauna and the thong over the jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Iconic. I think that was Britney um, at her, her absolute best for me. 100%. Um, my music video that I watched over and over and over and over and over again as a kid was Janet Jackson's Son of a Gun. Oh, yes. I Something about it. It was like so dark and so mysterious. And like the song just was so haunting. And when she's just strutting down that fucking hallway with a baseball bat, I'm like, Oh, you know what? Other speaking of Janet Jackson, another one, another one of my favorite music videos is Feedback. 
Oh my shit. Or Together Again is also iconic too. Oh yeah. You know she wrote that for all of her friends who died of AIDS. Yes, she did. Janet Jackson. Underrated. Underrated. Because Janet, this is the weird thing. Janet Jackson is so famous, but she's not gamous in the gay world. Do you like whenever I do a Janet Jackson mix, only one person lives. It's probably because I'm really bad at it. But you know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Janet Jackson doesn't get the prop she deserves at all. I mean, she no! is very she is she is very famous, but she's also kind of I guess yeah, underappreciated a little bit, I feel. Yes, cuz you can name all of her videos and they're all iconic, like all of them. Every single yeah. one. Pleasure principle, miss you much, together yes. again, scream with Michael. But everyone hates her, so none for Janet. None for Janet. <laughs> Speaking of the Janets of the world, we need to talk about something. Um, yeah. There has been a serious decline in lesbian and women's queer spaces. Now, there's a documentary coming out, um, and it basically is talking about how there are barely any more lesbian bars anywhere. Do you know across the U.S., almost 200 lesbian bars have permanently shuttered since the 1980s, and there are only roughly 20 Two zero that remain, and they are barely hanging on, especially after the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, and uh, obviously, most of them had to temporarily close this year. But I can't believe that there's only twenty lesbian and queer women spaces in the U.S. You know what? I can because the way that men treat women at these gay bars. Like I remember when I even first went started going to the gay bar. Mm-hmm. I'd be on the dance floor and I would see a girl there, and I my my first intention was like, "What the fuck is this bitch doing here? Like this is a gay club." Like I was so uneducated and so dumb. Uh huh. Um, st- I still am dumb, but I'm not uneducated anymore and (laughs) (laughs) and i was like it wasn't until like rupaul's for me in in toronto bar scene seeing like uh uh, rupaul's drag race getting so popular and then more women started to populate the spaces that i was like oh my god like lesbians have nowhere to go like unless it's unless it's a specific a really specific like lesbian party. There's no like lesbian bar. As a gay man, I have any pick on Church Street in Toronto to go to and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And can pick up and can all and, and can all this stuff. But it wasn't until more more girls started populating the, girls. the bars. The the girls started yeah. populating the bar. I was like, oh wow, this is something that's really missing, especially in Canada, because there's no lesbian bar in Canada. There's not none. Zero. There's not. There's not one. Well, there used to be Slack Alice's in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and that was just north of Church and Wellesley. I remember that, but that's since closed down. Um, I feel like there's like, yeah, I don't feel like there's like a dedicated lesbian bar. I think there's there's lesbian parties, especially like in the West End. I feel like and they're good. They're good. They're oh, good. I'm sure they are. I know one of the best lesbian bars is in San Diego. Um, and it is called, I can't remember the name of it now. <laughs> Oh, what's the name of it? Um, Gossip. Gossip Grill. It's called Gossip Grill in San That's Diego. an incredible name for a bar. <laughs> it is. And it is owned by my friend Mo. And she is fantastic. Um, and, um, so if you're ever in San Diego, you should go there. Even if you're not a lesbian, you should go check it out. But it's a beautiful space. But it is like, I think it's like one of the number one lesbian bars in the US. And it's fantastic. We don't do enough for lesbians. We don't. And they do so much for us. They do so. A majority of my fan base are lesbians. Like, um, honestly. Hello. Oh, Same yeah. with you. Same with Same. you. Same. Queer yeah. women. Queer women all the way. And they are incredible. And they buy all of our merch. And they support us to the death. They stick up for us in the comments. They're so... It's like, I just wish there was a, a, a more of a space. And then, like, this is, like, a big a bigger conversation about LGBT establishments. Actually, when I was... Um, 
unpacking all my stuff, I, my my friend Ian got me the, this mug. He got me two mugs. He got me one mug that was a headline from Entertainment Weekly, and then another one that Blog To wrote, and it was like Candace Drag Race winner Priyanka fights Christy Wong Tam about building condos over gay clubs, and it was because when I won. Canada's Drag Race, she tweeted me being like, congratulations to our queen. And I was like, no, bitch. What you don't get to do is comment on my my win and then go shut down the bar that I started drag at. This makes no sense. No, exactly. I know. And it's crazy. We're seeing uh, in Toronto, especially, I feel like we're seeing like a huge shutdown of like, what bars are there left? We have Woody's. Fly is gone. Yep. Um, cruise and tangos might be gone. Yeah, like if that's, the, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. If the condo is yeah. built over it, then it's gonna. Z- Zippers is gone. They built a condo there. Um, Church on Church is no longer there. Like there's so many, so many of our gay establishments have been shut down, and like it's really, really the pickings are becoming very, very slim. Yeah, and it's scary, especially because of the you know the pandemic as well. So it's like condos mm-hmm. and people bulldozing over our communities, plus this pandemic that's also been a loss of money and then and, and not yeah. being, you know and and it like touches on the importance of lgbt establishments like that's how i feel safe totally i mean and i just remember as a young man when i was going to the ballet school like when i was last like week, last, last week last week when i was like 18, 19, and, like, starting to, like, be able to go to the bars, there was just, Church Street was so alive. There was Zelda's, there was Bar 501, there was Statler's, there was Woody's, there was Cruz, there was Zipper's, there was Church on Church, there was George's, well, it was George, George's play then. But, like, there was, uh, there was Five Night Club, there was Fly Night Club. Wow. There, there was so, there was so many different spots for you to go, and now it's literally Woody's and Cruz. And that's it, yeah. I feel. In terms I, of like, yeah. Isn't there a new gay bar opening in Toronto, though? Yeah, there's The Well, and then there's also The Drink. But it's like, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like, I. it just makes me sad because we just had used to have such a vibrant gay village, and now it just does not feel vibrant or gay. Or gay. <laughs> just or gay. <laughs> be gay. Uh, but before we head to our break, Brooke and I are so obsessed with Benifer. Oh, yeah. Because there's just been a lot of shit that's been happening. She was on a mission on Friday visiting at least one school in the LA area, Jennifer Lopez for maybe for her kids. And then everyone's like, wait, is JLo and Ben going to move in under the same roof? Uh, oh. That's interesting. I wonder. You know what I wonder? Someone's releasing a movie or an album soon. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Something is coming out. Something is happening. <laughs> um, so do you think she's moving her kid's school? Doesn't she live in LA already? So I think JLo's in Miami and Ben's uh, in LA, I think. Oh. And yeah, yeah, Ben's in LA. So she might be moving her kids to LA to be with Ben. I'm going to say this. I hope she's really sure about this because to uproot your kids at like the age they're at and like move them across the country and like have to make new friends. And they like, I wonder about that a little bit because they, she, her kids were so close to Alex Rodriguez's kids and they had this like great little family unit unit and that did work out and that's fine. But now it's like, she's moving, like there's moving them across the country if that's happening. And like, I just, I just hope that she like this is like a surefire thing you know yeah and like it sucks for those kids too because they're mark anthony's kids Ugh. i'm gonna <laughs> <I'm> just joking <laughs> i'm 
<laughs> so Come on, <mean>. Mark Anthony. <laughs> I love him, actually. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. But it's just typical J-Lo fashion is she loves hard and it, it, you see it fall fast. Like, oh. I was shocked to see how long she is with Mark Anthony and with A-Rod because I'm not used to her being in these relationships, but she loves love. She loves she, love. And I love that for her. She loves love. And I think that uh, if we're going to throw in our predictions early on in the show before we head off to our break... I have a feeling that they're going to move in together and they're going to do something together and then their breakup is going to be highly publicized and it's going to be all circled around a movie release or an album or a tour or something. There's there's something coming. I am going to say that they're going to work out. I think they're going to work out. I think it's going to be love forever. And this is it. Are you okay? Yes. I just, okay, I, I'm choosing to be optimistic. That's interesting. So Brooke's going to go take her medication and we'll be right back. And we are back. I've taken my pills. I feel much more. I feel much more pessimistic. There and, we go. There and, we go. Gr- and grounded in reality. So here on the pod, we love exploring the good old days of pop culture, and we try to connect the dots between a famous moment this week and something that we've witnessed in the past. That's right. That's right. So since we just talked about Billie Eilish's music video and Gaga's "Born This Way." Our famous throwback this week is best pop videos of the late 90s, early 2000s. I love music videos. And there was nothing like waiting. We didn't have MTV in Canada, but we had much music where that's where we, I remember waiting mm-hmm. at the tender age of four for the Spice Girls wannabe to come on the TV. And that would, that would be the only time that I could hear it because yep. I didn't have the CD or I didn't have the cassette tape. And I, I remember, you know, I think I said this on the pod before, like seeing uh, Quit Playing Games With My Heart and the rain falling on Nick Carter. I remember my, my entire family sitting in the living room, like waiting till 7 p.m. to watch that video together. Like that was the importance of music videos back in the day where it was like a family event. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like click a YouTube link and then like, See what happens. And if it's good, like everybody was bringing quality after quality. And then there was so much countdown shows. There was a much music countdown. There was uh, the MTV TRL, which was so popular. And I wanted everything Mm -hmm. to be in the audience. Um, And everyone just wanted to be a much music video VJ. That's why I went into TV. Because I wanted to be a much music VJ. I auditioned so many times. And they were like, hun, enough. No. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) pass. So... Well, like, what are you? some of the music videos from that time that really shaped you? Okay, so Britney Spears' Toxic. Toxic, yeah. Okay, um, I remember Green Day's American Idiot being a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Remember Outcast Hey Ya, how iconic that video was? Oh, that was, a, that was a good video. And what a bop. What a mother-tucking bop. Ooh, I have a good one. Nelly Dilemma featuring... So- Featuring Kelly Rowland. And she's texting on the Excel spreadsheet at the beginning of the video. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, a moment. Uh, a moment. Or any of like the Britney Spears ones or the Christina, like, come on over. I love that one. Um, oh, Dirty. The Dirty, Dirty music video. Dirty was 2001, wasn't it? Or 2010. Yeah, but, but that's like still. Is that 2010? Or is it 2001? 2001. 
2001. Whoa. That's almost right? 20 years ago? That's 20 years ago. Yep. Oh, another good one. Snoop Dogg, Drop It Like It's Hot. Fuck. That video is so fucking good. Snoop. That's, that's probably one of the best songs ever, I would say. Ever. Ever in the entire world? I would have to say. Clack, 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 clack. Any Outcast? Because Outcast was releasing music videos at the time that were like so iconic. They would link together. They'd be so good. Black Eyed Peas also were uh, out. <gasps> I was just going to say Black Eyed Peas. That's the first, that's one of the first concerts I ever saw. Really? The Molson Amphitheater. Yep. Black Eyed Peas. Was it so good? They were very, very good. Oh my God. I love that. Where is the love? I remember seeing that and being like, oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Sugar Jones. Days like that. Not Sugar Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when days were like that? Oh um, my God. Remember? Do you remember Dream He Loves You Not? No, I don't remember that one. Fuck, that's a good song. Fuck. I'm trying to think. I'm going to like, I want to Google TRL countdown January the year 2000. Let's see. What was in the top 10 20 years ago? This is going to be fun. Okay, here we go. Ready? So first yeah. of all, the special guest that day was Britney Spears, of course. Obviously. Uh, What's My Name by DMX was number 10. <gasps> I Want to Love You Forever by Jessica Simpson. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, What else do we have here? We have... There's a bunch of other stuff. There's a bunch of articles. Come on. Oh, um, Limp Biscuit and Method Man and Together Now. I know okay. we had a song together. I didn't either. Candy, Mandy Moore, number six. Candy. Candy. I just watched Walk to Remember the other day and I was sobbing. Oh, no. That's de- the most depressing movie ever. Back that thing up, Juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Falling Away From Me by Korn was number three. Okay. Uh, number two was What A Girl Wants by Christina. Oh. And I want you to guess who was number one. Britney Spears. And what song? Hit Me Baby. Um. Oh, God. I'm Not A Girl, Not Yet A Woman. From the Bottom of My Broken Heart. At the bottom <laughs> of my broken heart. That's wow. so... For those of you who don't know that song... First of all, how dare you? It was number one on the TRL countdown. How dare you? And it's so iconic. She was wearing a bucket hat in the video, and they, they shortened her hair so she'd be more like a real girl. <laughs> like, when, you know, as a drag queen, whenever you want to feel like a real girl, you throw in a short hair. <laughs> one of my favorite Britney Spears songs still is um, Every Time. So good. That was black. That was like right before the blackout era, wasn't it? Yeah, and I thought she looked so beautiful in it. Like, she... Just looks so good with her little oversized dress shirt and baseball cap. Oh, yeah. And that's where, like, paparazzi and then all of it was in the, oh. Notice me. <laughs> and then she would also, like, it would be the moment in the concert tour where, where she would ditch the head mic and take the real mic, the handheld. <laughs> yeah. It was it was her moment. She's like, I'm, I'm going to give it to y'all. <laughs> y- you, ain't, you ain't ready for what I'm about to put down. She's like, Denver, Colorado, you ready for this live vocal? Notice me. <laughs> Take my hand. <laughs> so we touched on the importance of music videos. The question here remains: Can music videos hurt and or help your fame? Well, I have some I have some qualms on this. You Brooke too. And I both released music videos this year, and our careers are over. So I think they hurt you. I don't I know. Think that, <laughs> I mean, I personally don't think it did anything for me, fame wise. I, but I'm also not really trying to be a musician. So yeah. I yeah. think it's it's a very interesting th- for like an art for an artist now, 
it's everyone has a great music video nowadays because everyone has all the access in the world to get mm-hmm. the, the, the music video. But I think what it is about now is creating a moment that will go viral, like Lil Nas. Exactly. The dance craze and up by Cardi B. It's like those kind of you're you're catering totally. to a different audience. It isn't about a storyline or a visual anymore. It's about what can go viral on TikTok. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the music industry now, I feel like being successful means having like TikTok people recreate your song or like do a dance to your song. I feel like that's considered success now. Like you don't hear about how many records people so- have sold anymore. No. I mean, like, even nobody when, cares. Like, I know I'm so famous and I'm leaking my secrets, but um. When we were doing like brainstorming um, the first chorus of Cake, the first thing that we all said were like, well, it has to be a transition because of TikTok. Exactly. And, I, and, and we have to like stay on the dance for like longer than normal because like we want people to be able to learn the dance. Like you just cater to the world. I think back in the day, like early 2000s or in the 90s, if you had a good music video, that is just as strong as having a hit on the radio. Oh, totally. Um, and have people like recreated the dance? Yeah, some some girls, some lesbians. Love lesbians. Fucking lesbians, thank you. They're on it. They're on it. They're saying, Scott's got to get a five, six, and one, and two. Uh-uh. 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 They get it. Is that how you count? Scott's got to get a hot a cock And five, and six, and seven, and eight. Whenever I first learned choreography, my brain is like, you can't do this. You're shit. You're disgusting. You didn't train dancing. You're ugly. Quit drag. And then I sleep on it. And I wake up the next day and I'm like, you're a pop star. <laughs> you're a pop star. <laughs> World tours. <laughs> um, there's something else I want to talk about that I've just noticed, which made me very excited. Um, it is Tom Felton and Emma Watson. He's talked about their relationship. I didn't know this. there was like sparks between them. Did you wait, know wait, this? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, Malfoy and Hermione? Yeah. Apparently she had a huge crush on him when they were filming Harry Potter. And he like saw her as like her his younger sister, blah, blah, blah. So he friend zoned her heart and she was like, yeah, it kind of broke my heart. And apparently they've like been like just like keeping in contact and are like really good friends. But apparently like everyone's like, yeah, there's 100% something there. And he's like confirmed that they're, they are something is what he said. They're like, we're not dating, but we're like also not just like friends. Wait a minute. I know. I know. Wait a minute. I would have never put those two together. I thought Ever. that Daniel Radcliffe and Hermione were going to be together forever. Well, they never dated. I know, but like generally, like just being, you know, when I was yeah. watching Harry Potter. Now nah, we don't watch Harry Potter because of what's her fucking face, but. Are we are we not allowed to watch it because of her? I don't know. What, what are the rules? Joseph, do you know the rules? The rules of. Watching Harry Potter. Are we allowed to watch it still? Because she's a huge transphobe. Mm. Yeah, I'm torn on that one because I mean the messaging of the story is I think so beautiful and they're such great movies. But I think what si- you do is this: don't stream it illegally, torrent it, so she doesn't oh, make any money. There we go. There we go. Figured. I it think out. that's the way to do it. I agree. I agree. Joseph, do you agree? Yeah, or like maybe watch the porn versions. You know. There's porn version. I had a feeling. I had a feeling <gasps> you. Were, I had a feeling you were jerking off while you're listening to us. Oh, because you were my like, God. "What? Wait, what? You're like, what? And I was like, "Oh, he's totally wanking that LA cock." <laughs> I think. He's, I think it's just tired because we made him wake up so early. What time is it in LA? It is like nine or something. Oh. I don't know. Get over it. Get over it. 
I'm a I'm a midtown girl now. <laughs> She's a midtown girl. She has mid she has midtown things to do. I think you're an uptown girl. You're not a midtown girl. Oh shit! I'm an uptown girl now. Yeah, midtown yeah, is like yeah. where you used to be a midtown girl, then you moved uptown because you're fancy. I'm a fancy bitch. <laughs> you're just a fancy fucking bitch. So, <laughs> so yeah, I hope I hope that um that is a real thing. Because I would. Like I hope that, that that's to a real happen. thing too. I want to say that other couples that I want to see together, um, and it's a, it's a nostalgia. You know, we're talking about these music video countdowns. We're talking about Britney. We're talking mm-hmm. about Janet. I really wanted to see Janet and Jermaine Dupri last forever. Yeah. I wanted to see Britney. I, I hate that Justin is such a fucking misogynistic asshole. But that was uh, that to me when I was younger was like princess and prince. Oh, prince. for sure, that was like royalty. I also want to see. Ron Weasley and Ed Sheeran date. Okay, yeah. That's and a lot I want to of... see maybe you dated Backstreet Boy. Just saying. I would totally date a Backstreet Boy. Which one? I always had a crush on uh, Brian Luttrell or Kevin. Mm, Brian's voice? Oh, fuck. Yeah, he had that good fuck. square jaw. I was here for oh, it. He had that good, good. He had that good, good. Or Lance Bass, even. I mean, and he's... Gamus slash famous. He's Gamus. He's Gamus slash famous. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to talk more about Gamusness. Okay, we are back. We've chatted about this life of ours that we are living that is so famous. And now it's time for our grab bag segment, where each week we will have a new segment based on our moods, oh, vibes, oh, and level of fame, uh oh. <laughs> so today we want to know: famous or gamous? Mm-hmm. In this segment, we will discuss what we believe the difference is in famous and gamous, and the pros and cons behind each. So let's start with gamous. Gamous is a person achieving a high level of fame but limited to within the gay community or an artist or celebrity not reaching the mainstream success but extremely well known in the gay community wow wow this is is offensive actually (laughs) wow i feel seen i feel heard i feel known that Brooke and I want to get matching tattoos and i think the word gamus is what it is (laughs) absolutely (laughs) because I think Gamus to me is exactly that. It's like a niche. Like I always think about like who tours the the, the prides, who tours prides. Deborah Cox is Gamus to me. That bitch is booked every single year at Pride, performing mm-hmm. the Hex Hector remix of "Nobody's Supposed to Be Here" <laughs> on every stage, no matter what the Pride is. She is booked solid. Even like. Someone like Brandy's always booked at Prides. Kelly Rowland's always booked at Prides. Like, obviously, they're, like, mainstream famous, but they're extremely famous in the gay community. Also, I want to do a little shout-out. Does anybody remember Girlicious? You don't? Crickets. Remember, Not really. Okay, remember when they did the Search for the Next Pussycat Doll? And they had yeah. a spin-off show called ne- Search for the Next Pussycat Doll Girlicious, and they made a girl group? Mm-hmm. They were gamists. Like, they didn't chart ever. No. They know their songs that never got played on the radio, but they did all the Pride tours and they they would always sell out all their little bar shows for full of gays. Totally. That's true. Um I wish Deborah Cox like she is very gamous, I agree. Um but I wish she was like more not I wish she was more like mainstream. 
She has she has all the chops to be mainstream. She totally yeah, is. but I feel like she is a little bit a little bit gamous. Um, mm-hmm. but also she's like iconic and like mainstream people know her. She's just not like out there right now. But like the exactly. gays will the gays will always love her. Um, who else is gamous? Um, I feel like Iggy Azalea is a gamous. Yeah, a gamous Iggy. girl. It's a Yiggs. Iggy Yiggs. I feel like the um the gays love her. Um, the gays love her. I'm trying to think who else? Lance Bass, like we were talking about before, is definitely gamus. Yeah, Ricky Martin's gamus. He's also gamus. Um, did, you hear what, did you hear what he said? He thinks that Barbara Walters took advantage of him back in the day? Like sexually? No, you dirty girl. <laughs> From trying to make him come out of the closet on one of those Barbara Walters specials. Oh, I could see that. Poor Barbara. Barbara well, not poor. Well, yeah, sort of poor Barbara. Bar, I can't even say her name. Baba Wa. <laughs> Bar- Wa Walters. Because I think she's she's been like, no one has seen her in like years. She's like holed up in her New York apartment. Like apparently she has dementia or something. And like she has like shut herself in and like locked herself off from the world. Which makes me very sad because, like, she's she had a pretty incredible career, um, and then to like end it like she's kind of not doing well. So that makes me oh, sad. That's so sad. Well, we're sending our love to Barbara Walters here. But also, if she if she did take advantage of Ricky Martin and try to make him come out, I mean, that's not cool. I, especially no, especially that was... during that time. Like, come on. Yeah, it was it was early. It was like he all of his videos were of him being a heartthrob and of him being yeah. like, you know, like this, like ooh, yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi deals, honey. And then he was like, "Are you gay?" She was like, "Are you gay?" And he was like, "I just don't." And you could just see him sweating. You should watch it. It's so yeah, because back then it's like a, that was a career ender. Like if you came oh my out god, gay. you can be gay. It was like you Ellen can. came out and then her show got canceled. <laughs> yeah, like you can't do that. Oh, you know who else is totally gamers right now? Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas, my husband, is very gamous. And because he did that fucking... Because already he's so like... "Mm." And then he also played a gay character on Scream Queens. Yeah. And then then we all of us were like, shit, he's hot and sexy and gay. Yeah. He totally sunk into it, too. He was just like, I'm going to roll with this and I'm going to milk it all the way. Hey, you know what? That's a true ally. Totally. We we, We appreciated all the thirst traps, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody who's also, like, someone who's gamous but trickled into the mainstream, I would say, would be, like, I feel like Lizzo's pretty gamous, mm-hmm. and so is Lil Nas X, of course. Mm-hmm. But Lil Nas X took his gamousness and, like, really blew up the mainstream. Do you know who, like, the most, I think probably the most famous person to ever do that, who started off as being gamous and then just blew the fuck up? Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, T. She was totally gamous back in the day, and like she was, a, she was a drag queen. She was a drag queen. Um. So and she totally went from that to this fucking like she used to perform at gay bars and like gay oh. prides and like just little things here and there, and then she just blew the fuck up. Yeah, the first time I ever saw her was at something gay, and it was the best show she's ever put on, ever. Ever. I'm trying to think of gay moments that trickled into the gay stream. <laughs> um, I mean like drag race. Yeah. There's been so race. many so many gay moments on drag race that like remember when they did stuff on SNL? Mm-hmm. And the Simpsons like do, do stuff and, and and Family Guy and, and Bob's Burgers and Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Um Who is your favorite gamest celebrity? Am I am I gamest? Can I be my own? I feel like um, I feel like we're gamists. 
Like we're, we're not definitely gamus. We're no, we are not famous. We, can we change this? Can we change the name of this podcast to Gamus this week? Gamus this week. We are for sure gamus. But the the thing about being gamus is that it builds such a more lucrative career because we have a niche audience mm-hmm. that we can entertain no matter where because there's gay bars and gay people that need to be entertained. We're not trying to sell out stadiums yet. No, I mean I, I love being gamus. I love being gamus, and there's always a little bit of mainstream crossover here and there. But at the end of the day, we love to entertain our gays because being gamist means entertaining our audience, which are full of gays. And it means never having to pay for a drink at a gay bar ever again. Ever. Oh my God. The amount of free alcohol we get. Shit. Oh, shit. Shit. So breaking news. um, Why does Eureka have four fingers? (laughs) What? Oh my God. Okay. So everybody for listening now, obviously you love watching Drag Race. Oh my God. She does. Does she normally have three fingers? No, I don't think so. So we're we literally this is happening in real time. Everyone, we are talking, and Joseph Shepard just texted us Eureka, Eureka's promo picture from All Star Six, which he looks lovely, and he, he has pointed out that on one of her hands she only has four fingers, and we need to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> what is happening? I'm zooming in, and she sure does. So <gasps> tune in next week where the entire episode is focused on Eureka's four fingers. We are doing a deep dive. <laughs> we are we are we are gonna get all the information and we I'm I'm very intrigued by that. I am so intrigued. But I, I love Photoshop fails. We should talk Photoshop fails next week. That's so fun. Oh my god, can we please can we, we please to. do a full episode of Photoshop fails? Because I have some of my own. Well, we'll make that our grab bag segment next week, honey. 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 Okay, it's time to place our bets. What will people still be talking about next week? Of all the things we talked about this week, which will still be a trending topic? Is it? Gamus. Orville Peck. Billie Eilish. Or Benefer. I think Benifer. it's Benefer, yeah. It always is. It always is. That's a running theme. Welcome to Famous This Week about Benefer. Very that. And also, like, they're bringing back, like, people are so obsessed with nostalgia. Like, it brings back that back in the day when paparazzi was, like, chasing people with their cars mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. It's, like, bringing back a time where everyone misses life, which is what they're totally playing into right now. Completely. Yeah. So I think it's uh, going to be all about Benefer, and I'm not mad about that. And I ain't mad about that. That's it for Famous This Week. Yes, I am Brooklyn Heights. And yes, I am Priyanka. You sure are. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast Famous This Week wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a review and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To keep up with things we talk about on the pod, go follow at Forever Dog Team and Mom Podcasts on Instagram. And while you're at it, give us two famous divas a follow already if you haven't. At V Heights and at the Queen Priyanka. We'll see you next week for more pop culture moments and very, very famous and gamous things. Sayonara, mother. <laughs> Bye, bitches. <laughs> Forever. To listen to Famous This Week ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Famous This Week is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Brooklyn Heights and Priyanka. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Hey, Daddy. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> 